Hey, and welcome to the Boise Coffee Podcast, episode four. It is the week of July 26th, and I'm your host, Colin Mansfield. I started BoiseCoffee.org about six years ago as a way to discuss brewing methods, do some coffee reviews, talk about brewing techniques, and I decided to launch this podcast as an extension of that. So I'd love to make it a discussion with you. If you want to talk about coffee, hit me up on my blog, BoiseCoffee.org, or shoot me a line on Twitter, at Boise Coffee. I was hoping to be joined today by Coffee Nate from CoffeeNate.com, but unfortunately we couldn't make it happen this week, so you can look forward to my interview with Coffee Nate either next week or in the near future on this podcast. To start off, let's talk about some coffee news from this week. big headline in coffee news this week has to do with Bulletproof Coffee, which is a coffee company that is focused on uh, being low toxic and somehow being combined with healthy fats. Um, They also sell water that has oil infused in it that's similar to like coconut oil. So the idea is it's supposed to be coffee that is healthier for you. And this coffee company just got $9 million from some uh, investors in order to start a brick-and-mortar coffee shop in Santa Monica. Uh, This is the first actual coffee shop that Bulletproof is going to have. In the past, they've pretty much just relied on online sales. The interesting thing to me about this is Bulletproof Coffee basically promotes what's called biohacking. That's sort of, you can go on their website, and that's their self-described biohackers. And to me, that word is super cringeworthy. I'm not a big fan of that term. Basically what they're trying to sell is a product that somehow tricks your body into absorbing more water and it's somehow healthier for you. So you can go on, you can check it out if you want. Uh, In my mind, I think Bulletproof Coffee is a lot of hype uh, mixed with pseudoscience, but that's just me. If that's your thing, hey, check it out and maybe you're excited for this coffee store. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes And my baby tells me, honey, cut it out She's familiar with band before the break but she's in this runaway with me and my god we're doing 50 you guys know where this is going i can tell coming around that hairpin turn top of wool freak okay
That's the reason that he won't stay obsolete. And that's why he's singing home. Before we get into this week's topic, which is going to be cold brew, I want to mention a review that I did on BoiseCoffee.org earlier this week for a product called Green Alert. Now, they're not sponsoring this podcast or anything like that. I just wanted to share with you this awesome experience I had. Um, and there's a good chance that I'm going to be able to interview Lucas Rayala, which is Green Alert's founder, on a future podcast, hopefully next week. So Green Alert is actually coffee and tea fused together, brewed at the same time. And uh, I was sent a review sample from Lucas, and I was super, super hesitant to, uh, to try it. I mean, I was going to try it regardless, but I was very hesitant that it was going to taste good. And actually, it was amazing. I was really surprised. You can check out my review on my blog, but basically, it's the best of both coffee and tea put together. Now, am I going to drink it every day? Probably not, but it's an awesome alternative that in uh, Lucas's experience and in the experience of many people that have reviewed this product actually brought you no jitters, but the same caffeine rush. I don't experience caffeine jitters in the first place, so I can't really comment on that. But hey, it's worth a shot. Green Alert, awesome product. They were up on Kickstarter trying to reach a goal of about 5000 bucks, but they actually reached that goal. So now they've got some stretch goals in place. Um, you can check them out at mygreenalert.com or go on Kickstarter and search for Green Alert. And uh, I hope you go on there and support them because the product is actually really great. So as I was saying today, I am uh, I'm going to talk about cold brew coffee, and uh, I'm gonna, I'll drop a link to the full post that I did on cold brew recently. But it's been all the rage in coffee culture and in basically pop culture recently. A few weeks ago, Starbucks started doing cold brew in each of their stores, freshly brewed, so it wasn't like they were shipping out bottles of concentrate and then baristas were just mixing them. They're actually brewing cold brew at Starbucks stores, which is pretty awesome and uh, if you know anything about cold brew you know that it takes a long time to brew it so it's sort of interesting that Starbucks is taking that approach but today I want to talk about cold brew within the context of practical application for you if you don't know what cold brew is I'll discuss it a little bit before I talk about how I recommend brewing it and um, before giving some examples of how other people I know have brewed it basically cold brew is a type of coffee that is yes iced and yes cold but it's brewed vastly differently from most iced coffee when you go to a coffee shop and you ask for an iced coffee generally what the barista is going to do is they're going to make a hot coffee for you and then they're going to pour that over ice so whether that's just a brewed coffee that they made in a coffee pot that they then put over some ice and mix it up with some ice and then serve it to you so that it gets cold or if that's like a latte and they just use cold milk rather than heating the milk, they just use cold milk with espresso and then put some ice cubes in that. No matter what, you're getting ice cubes, you're getting coffee, and you're getting either water or milk or some sort of mixer. Generally speaking, that's iced coffee. Now there are different types of iced coffees that I'll mention in a sec make up for some of the disadvantages of iced coffee. But the problem with iced coffee overall is that it ends up watering down the beverage. So as we all know, ice melts and short of freezing coffee in little cubes in your freezer, there's no real way to prevent your coffee from getting watered down. Cold brew is one of the one of the great benefits of cold brew is that it it doesn't get watered down. I'll explain why in a minute. The one caveat to iced coffee that I would say 
is actually as good, sometimes even better than cold brew, is Japanese iced coffee. And in the post I did about cold brew earlier, uh, earlier in the summer, I didn't mention Japanese iced coffee, but I've had some really good ones and so I wanted to bring it up. Basically what it is, is it's iced coffee, like I said, generally it's pour over coffee that you make in a, in a manual drip cone poured over ice. But the difference is, in this case, you're actually brewing the coffee in such a way that you're accounting for the ice melting. So you can look online, there's all kinds of recipes, but you actually have to weigh out the ice and then use more coffee than you normally would in order to make it more concentrated. And then that way when the ice melts, the coffee, yes, it gets watered down, but because it's so concentrated in the first place, it's actually accounting for that and you're getting an iced coffee that, um, that is as strong, if not sometimes even stronger than a normal brewed, hot brewed coffee. So let's talk about cold brew. Now there's a bunch of different ways to brew cold brew. There are some essentials that you have to have in order for it to actually be cold brew. And that is, of course, you have to have coffee, you have to have water, and you have to have a way to steep the coffee in the water for a long period of time, generally inside of a refrigerator. So as you know, when you brew hot coffee, you have to use water at a certain temperature. Generally, that's about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. That can go down a little bit, and some people prefer it a little bit hotter. But the reason why you're using hot water is so that it will extract the flavor, it will extract the coffee from the coffee grounds fast, right? So you're, you're trying to get speed when you're using hot water. And uh, that allows you to brew a cup, you know, in about two to five minutes, depending on how much coffee you're brewing. But with cold water, because you're not using very hot water, with cold water, you, you're sacrificing that time. In order to make cold brew, you have to let it sit for a long, long period of time. And we could get into the chemistry of why, you know, uh, why hot things, why uh, certain things dissolve better in, in hot beverages and all that kind of stuff. But that's the basic. The basic premise is that cold brew, the reason why it takes so long is because the water isn't hot. Cold brew coffee, this is the recipe that I use. I use a toddy uh, cold brew maker. There's nothing really special about the toddy that, that makes it something that you should definitely buy, but it is cheap and it does work really well. Pretty much everything you need comes in the toddy box. I'll drop a link to the toddy in, uh, in the post that goes along with this podcast, but basically what it is is a plastic bucket with a heavy-duty filter that goes in the bottom and then a little rubber stopper that you put uh, inside of a hole in the bottom. And then you do the following recipe. This is the recipe that toddy recommends, and in my experience, it actually makes some really good cold brew. Here's what they recommend. They recommend 170 grams of coarsely ground coffee. And then, uh, so you put that in the bottom of the toddy and then you add a cup of water. After that, you add three more cups of water in order to get the coffee nice and wet. And then follow that with 170 grams more of coffee. Then you're gonna wait about five minutes and then you're gonna add three final cups of water. And then you're gonna let that sit in the fridge for 12 to 18 hours before, before draining that coffee out. So what are we doing here? Well, 170 grams twice over. So that's, a, that's about a pound of coffee, right? So you're taking about a pound of coffee and you're grinding it coarsely. The reason why you wanna grind this coffee coarse is because it's sitting in the water for so long. So we talked about why grind size matters in an earlier podcast, but it all has to do with surface area, right? So if more of the coffee is exposed to the water 
it's going to extract the beverage that we enjoy a lot faster. And the faster that extracts, uh, the more likely it is to taste bitter when you have a lot of that over extracted taste all kind of at once. I'm breaking this down a little bit, but go with me. That's why with espresso, we brew espresso really quickly. We shoot the hot water through the really finely ground coffee so that it doesn't have enough time to steep and get that bitter flavor that, we, that we're trying to avoid. It really just gets at the core, the core flavor of that coffee and allows us to enjoy it rather than having a bitter mess. And then, uh, you know, go from that, the finely ground, to a medium grind, which we use generally in pour-over coffee or in brewed coffee. And we use the medium grind because we're brewing a little bit longer, you know, three to five minutes, somewhere in there. Uh, so we have, we have a little bit more time to let that coffee steep because the grind size is a little bit bigger. Now, what do we use coarse coffee for? Well, as I just said, we use it for cold brew, but we also use it for the French press. And we do that because we're letting it steep actually for quite a bit longer. And generally the, the larger grind size is a little bit better for that. That is why we use the, the coarsely ground coffee in a cold brew because we're letting it sit in the water for so long. Now we're doing it, we're letting it sit in the fridge for 12 to 18 hours. And Toddy recommends that you don't stir it in that time. And that helps the coffee just sort of settle and sit. That way, you know, if we disturb it, 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 might, uh, it might change how fast the coffee is extracting. And we don't want to do that. We don't really want to mess with it. After that 12 to 18 hours is over, what you're going to do is you're going to take it out of the fridge and you're going to put it on top of a vessel. And Toddy actually provides a, uh, a large like glass carafe thing. So you can use that or you can use a jug, whatever, you're, whatever you want to do. And you set the brewing container, the big jug, on top of that. And then you pull out the little rubber stopper and you let the water drain out. Some people do it for as long as like 45 minutes. I found that in about 20 to 30 minutes, most of it has been, has been drained out. And what you're left with is what's called coffee concentrate, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is cold brew coffee. However, with Toddy's recommended recipe, it might not look like very much. When you hold up the container, it's a big glass carafe. It's only gonna fill it about a quarter to a halfway full. And so when I first did it, I was like, well, you know, what's the deal with this? Well, the reason why is because you, like I said, you're brewing coffee concentrate, which means that uh, if you actually just drink that coffee straight, it's gonna be super, super caffeinated and super, super strong. And some people like it that way. I was talking to one of my buddies on Twitter this week, and uh, he actually drinks his uh, cold brew straight, the, just the concentrate, just over ice. I've found that for my personal taste, I enjoy mixing it with water. I do about one part cold brew concentrate to one part water. Uh, sometimes I just sort of mix to taste. You know, you find out what works best for you and you do it that way. This isn't meant to be necessarily an endorsement of the toddy, although I do recommend it, especially if you're just starting out because it simplifies everything for you. But you can actually make cold brew using a French press. Of course, you're not going to make nearly as much unless you buy a large French press. But there are plenty of great recipes out there for doing it in your French press. And then uh, I've actually made it in a mason jar just with my sister. Just buy a big mason jar and then you can strain it. I know people that strain their cold brew through paper towels. Uh, you can use just a typical paper filter that you might use in like a Chemex. That works fine too. Uh, the other the other big one that a lot of people use is cheesecloth. So if you buy cheesecloth and then you brew in a, in a mason jar, whatever recipe works best, you can actually do the same recipe that I just sort of read off for the toddy inside of your mason jar and then uh, strain it through 
cheesecloth afterwards and then you're left with an awesome product at the end there so why is cold brew all the rage all of a sudden well we don't really know right these things trends sort of come and go but i can hypothesize a little bit based on where i've seen coffee culture sort of heading over the last several years and it's sort of been an, an exponential change i think over about the last decade third wave coffee specialty coffee has been catching on more and more and more um, and I think that that has been compounding, as I said, in like an exponential way. So we so sort of saw some of the big names in, in third wave coffee, Intelligentsia, Blue Bottle, um, Stumptown, these types of places. And then as those sort of got a little bit more mainstream, we've seen a lot of uh, people come out of the woodwork, starting their own specialty coffee shops locally in places like Portland, Oregon has a ton, of course, um, as does Seattle, the Mecca. Uh, my hometown of Boise, Idaho has been experiencing a third wave coffee overhaul um, over the last decade for sure, but especially here in the last like three years. Uh, and that's what I think is interesting. A lot of places have been opening up brand new. I'm now living in uh, El Paso, Texas, and even here over the last, what, two years, there's been probably two or three different coffee shops that have opened that are all focused on specialty coffee. So I think overall, coffee has just been getting better and I would I would venture to say that cold brew coffee is is kind of goes along with that specialty coffee third wave coffee if is it new no cold brew has been around for a, for a while now but it is just now getting mainstream like I mentioned with Starbucks we had Starbucks now sort of endorsing cold brew with their own and I think that it's great I mean I think uh, cold brew coffee in general is is awesome if you haven't had cold brew I can explain to you a little bit about what it tastes like it's very strong, very, very high in caffeine, but it's also seemingly low in acidity. And a lot of people that have trouble, like stomach trouble drinking coffee, don't tend to experience that with cold brew, I've heard. The other thing that's great about cold brew is that it's very, very smooth. Um, it's extremely refreshing on a summer day, of course, but even mixed with ice um, and mixed with water, you can just taste how smooth cold brew is and combined with the caffeine, it really, really makes for a great summer drink. If you haven't had cold brew, I would highly recommend it. I actually tried the cold brew at Starbucks just to give it a shot. It's not too bad, especially compared to Starbucks iced coffee and their hot coffee, their cold brew is surprisingly good. So that's one place you can give it a shot to see if you like it. But I would also recommend just giving it a shot and brewing it. You can get a toddy online for very cheap. You can get a mason jar for even cheaper you might even just have one laying around and try cold brew out for yourself um, it's one of those things that's easy to make and can really really be great on a on a hot summer day the other thing that's great about cold brew is that once you brew it uh, you know you can you have it for about a week you don't have to brew coffee when you want coffee you can just go to your fridge take it out and you've got specialty coffee waiting for you which is really unique and really awesome Well, that's the Boise Coffee Podcast this week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hey, if, uh, if you like what you hear on this podcast, please feel free to leave me a review and a rating on iTunes. I'm going to try and make it into the new and noteworthy section. And so every rating and every review helps. Uh, you can also listen on SoundCloud. Feel free to shoot me a, a comment and give me a like on SoundCloud and on Stitcher. 
Um, other ways you can reach me, at Boise Coffee on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can look up uh, Boise Coffee on Facebook and like our Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. I'll take a fresh Colombian. Our hands are so soft.